a rousing cheer for those who boast their heart, their love, their fear. And while we few are apt from most, let no regrets command our tears. For nothing given from this bar is stronger than this creed, and hence the sweetest victories often are in equal measure with their absence. Lose more than soul and flesh to wine, rejoice in memory of youth and vigor, and stitch no sorrow in this quick decline, for your wings were never bigger. <laughs> Zach, welcome back to the show and everyone listening. Good morning. How you doing today? You know, so um, I feel like I practiced for this episode because uh, mm-hmm. we went out last night. And, uh, yeah, we did. I was going to say we went drinking, but really I went drinking. Yes, uh, I don't drink. And that, that occurred to me only today for whatever reason that we'd be talking about, to some degree, alcoholism, but just drinking and celebrating with alcohol in general. Yeah. And I realized that this was... I thought it made me laugh because I I realized this is going to sound more like an interview for me because it's basically a sober person and and a drunk. I've had I've had experiences drinking, but like the reason I don't drink is just because of my acid reflux. Yeah. And it just hurts too much. So Mm. I'm just like, it's not worth it. You know, I've tried. I tried to build a tolerance. I, I tried to just power through it and it only made it worse. So I just said you know what? I don't need to drink and that's okay. I, you know, I, it, maybe this is, this is shitty to say, but in a way I'm <laughs> jealous of that only because it, it prevents you. I, I can't tell you, I can't even fathom how much money I would have saved in my life. Yeah. If, dude, I, if I couldn't drink alcohol, bars are expensive and, and trouble, probably a whole lot of trouble <laughs> <laughs> for men and women. See, but the thing is, I really do like the taste of most alcohols. Like, I love beer. I love gin. I love whiskey. I, the only, like, hard liquor I don't like is vodka, really, mm. because it just doesn't really have much of a flavor. And when it does, it's a bad flavor. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's not much. I even like tequila. You know, it's like, it sucks that I can't drink it because it's like, I really like it. You know? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And ordering water at a bar is kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like that old joke. It's like, give me a glass of water, or give me water in a dirty glass, you know, just so that you, or, you know, or milk, whatever, so So, you can feel like So I feel a little tough, you know, at least I'm fighting something off in my my liver. (laughs) Dude, I used to order hot tea at a bar. like And sometimes it was just like me trolling the bar, because they would look at me like, okay, I'll see what I can do. It's like, you'll see what you can do. You don't have hot water and herbs. <laughs> kind of bar are you? Just throw some bitters in it, jeez. But no, that yeah. So that that was making me laugh. It's like okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll try to make not try to not make this one sided. But like you said, you have I think. Well, what's interesting too is you'll have perspective on it because you're usually sober around people who are drunk when you yeah. go out with your friends and things like that. So have you? I mean, how often has it? Have you been a designated driver? Because I, I, I've done that many times, but that had to be a choice. In, in high school, a lot. Mm. Uh, but as an adult, really not often. Because most people are pretty good about having themselves covered. And by the time that they're that far gone, um, they're usually at someone's house and they just crash there. At least in my experiences. I never had like a like a crazy night out at bars, you know. Mm-hmm. Usually I don't go out much either. Mm. So... That helps. <laughs> that, that prevents a lot of interaction with that. Yeah. 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 You know, 
according apparently well of course everything is there's a science for everything now so everything's you know has classification and is categorized and even drinking is as well and it's actually kind of i found it somewhat difficult to look things up on drinking yeah because it's mostly anti it was it was all negative i didn't know that there was a negative stigma on drinking and I, th- I thought it was a very positive, like, uh, like people viewed it in a, in a, in a social way and like a, in a, in a positive way. I didn't know that, like, that there's like all these drinking problems across the world. And like, people are like, everyone's an alcoholic. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, you're just kind of blowing this out of proportion. I think, man, like, well, well no, I agree. And, and I noticed something else too, that was interesting. So I use a, a, a VPN browser. Right? Okay. And, and one of the reasons I do it is because you can change your location and something really interesting changes when you do that. So when you change your location, especially to like another country, mm-hmm. right? Because we're here, of course, in America. What the search engines generate for you is different. So the the algorithms, let's say, for your, for searching on Google okay. changes when you're in are you, the are you UK. Still- under your Google account when you're searching no, I'm another not country, in, no. So, so you're 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 a, you're a blank slate. I'm entirely. a fly on the wall, which is what I always really like to be when it comes right. to like that research, right? And one thing I noticed was that if I put my location to say London, mm-hmm. right, I get a lot of like negative or anti-drinking, not propaganda, but like what would you say, advertisement. Okay. For you know, help. Uh, oh, to, okay. To quit drinking, or to, or to how to help someone else quit drinking. Right. But it comes from America, rather than from the UK. Or I should say, it comes from both, but it's dominantly from America. Do you think that's just because? And it switches if you go back to really? being in America. You get a lot of things from the UK. So why there's that sort of yin yang communication going on with uh that's strange it is strange but i only notice it on a vpn browser if i use my chrome like i get i just get your general you know filtered yeah because like controlled search engine i was on youtube and i went to search uh drinking culture i'm like all right i'll get like you know what people are like around the world why they celebrate why alcohol is important to their culture because i mean we've been drinking alcohol since like the beginning of mankind pretty much you know we since the agriculture started since before we and, could write probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least the same time right because there's <laughs> like uh paleolithic like uh jars or you know with, with like residue of beer so we've been fermenting you know grains forever yeah. um so it's like and that was one of the safest ways to drink water, too. Because, I was just going to mention that. Because yeah. it was antimicrobial, so it would kill bacteria. So it was like, I mean, it was usually a very weak form of uh, of an alcohol, of a beer. But even, like, um, the Romans and, like, even the ancient Greeks, like, they, the they had a, a, yeah, they had, like, a, but they had, like, a large drinking culture, right, in mm-hmm. Rome. But the thing is that they would cut their wine. The wine was way different it back then. It was poisonous. Yeah, it had, like pine tar and all this other like you know weird even tin like they were straight up just drinking like you know <laughs> chromatic liquid <laughs> <laughs> this is a black metallic blood of the earth. Me. metallic yeah no they were literally just drinking you know but metals the, the out thing of their is, wine they would cut it with water yeah and it would be a lot they would dilute it with a lot of water yeah so they could drink all day that's why you hear these stories of people drinking all day and like the 
um, I can't think of what, but they were, you know, like the, 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 the halls where they would have feasts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I can't remember what it was like. I think the vomitorium is not what it was actually. The called. vomitorium? Yeah, but that's, that's what, I like that. But though. that's like what they would, that's like the stereotype <laughs> of like the, the Rome, Roman, like, you know, feast was the vomitorium where you would gorge yourself and then vomit. Oh, that's a real word. I thought you, yeah, I no, thought you just coined that. That's no, a it's a real, word. it's a, it's like a, but I think that's a, that's like one of those urban myth kind of things. Like it's not actually what it was, what it was going on. It's one of those misconceptions but well, yeah they wine would, is they especially would cut interesting their, they would cut their their water with wine which is another thought i've had with jesus you know turning water into wine did jesus just cut wine with water maybe that's all he did maybe he had like the you know like the fish to bread and splitting the fish off you know maybe it was just like he had a little bit of wine and just kept cutting it yeah, the water. Maybe you know it's a mis- misunderstanding of a miracle. It's a great question, but once again, Zach, we're you take us from the pool into the ocean. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're asking a lot of me right now. Uh, I don't know you, if I can I'm answer not saying, for Jesus. These, these aren't these aren't questions for you to answer. These are thoughts for everyone to ponder. For the ether. <laughs> these are just yeah. Just, just throwing just, it out just there. Think about it. You know. Yeah. Did, you, did Jesus really turn water into wine? Well, there was, um, there's another, there's a debate amongst, um, uh, theologians, theologians Hmm. of if Jesus actually rose from the dead or if it's a metaphor, like within the Christian community, like these are like college professors that like, and stuff that teach it and like teach the Bible Hmm. and like believe in the Bible. Well, yeah, that, I mean, there's, again, we could, so going back to wine, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about Jesus today. We'll just have, we'll just say we're drinking with Jesus in spirit, I guess. But um, my grandfather used to make wine in the basement when I was a kid. Oh, so did my dad. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it was yeah. a big, it was a big hobby of my father. It was same. Yeah, and what was interesting about it was, first of all, it was very a uh, thin looking like it was rosy colored and it was it was very clear actually yeah and had a much purer like cleaner taste to it what? without without tasting like really harsh mm-hmm. and i mean he he was he did the full he did everything in the basement i mean like even pressing the grapes and everything he had he had his own like distillery going on down there like his own wine cellar yeah and everything. i think it's like the phthalates or something like that that's what's in like wine to like it's like a preservative right and like you're not adding that if you're making it at home right yeah exactly and uh, I mean, technically, my first alcoholic drink was when I was seven years old because, you know, as you know, I'm Bulgarian, right? Mm. And when we would celebrate a holiday or what we call a Slava, you have to toast. That's just part of it, right? That's how you celebrate each other's presence in mm-hmm. life and happiness and all that. Well, they wanted they want everyone to join in, especially the, the firstborn, right? The firstborn son and all that. That's a big deal. And I'm named after my grandfather. So on my first toast, he's like, you can't hold up a glass of water or, you yeah. know, or I had a little, I had a cup of uh, ginger ale, I think it was. So he gave me like a splash of wine, like a half a shot of wine. Oh. Anyway. So I had a wine spritzer at seven there years old as my uh, first drink. But uh, that makes me sound like I'm an alcoholic. And no, 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 no. I'm no. not. <laughs> what I used to be. Okay. So, um, so, okay. That's, that's a good point. Um, or a good, uh, question that arises. So they mm. say like the 12 step program for alcoholics, you know, you have to like abstain completely. Do you like, it doesn't make sense to me because like, can't you learn moderation? You do. And uh, here's the thing. I do believe everything is a matter of either a willpower or B, uh, forced like life changes you and that and i got a combination of that Mm. because when i say i was an alcoholic 
I mean, I was drunk four days of the week. I mean, to me, that's that's an alcoholic. I mean, I was always drinking and partying four days yeah. every or more. Yeah. You know, it was at least from Thursday to Sunday every week. I was drunk and partying. And that was in when I worked on, you know, plastic surgery. Right. So in my 20s and I never had that much energy. Not, I not once. No. Well, <laughs> you'd be surprised. But um, so what got me out of that was quitting or losing that job and then moving as well mm. and then going from having no money to really having no money <laughs> and and having completely you know losing all my friends essentially i mean i was just every time it seems like every time i've had like a change in my life it's pretty drastic you know like i don't just change a job i change an area i move i you know like a lot changes for me yeah. so that helped and just sort of some self intervention you know real just real just talking to yourself and realizing like this is a bad habit or i'm overdoing it but i never i i have gone completely cold turkey but for the long the longest period was about a year and a half and it wasn't because i was worried i was uh, an alcoholic because i which i wasn't i drank very rarely but because of you know like gout and other like health problems that's why i was trying to like see if i could curb that mm. um it didn't have an effect so i didn't i don't care anymore yeah but um that's a very new uh, revelation, let's say. But yeah, I, I do think I, I have, there are alcoholics in my family who suffered greatly. Uh, one of them even became a homeless man for, you know, decades. Wow. So, and he couldn't be saved, you know, by the family. Yeah. Because it, it is, I don't want to downplay it and make it, make it sound like it's a, you know, you can just wake up one morning and be like, ah, I'm not going to be an alcoholic anymore. Right. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. It, 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 it controls your life. It's, and I, it's I, an over-consuming thought. It is. No, it totally is. And I think that's one of the things we wanted, I wanted to talk to or talk about today is the uh, the type of alcoholic, that, which is like, I guess, the functioning mm. drinker. Because okay. to me, that's the most dangerous, what I guess, you know, some university studies call the Hemingway, the person that can drink almost constantly and have it feel like it has no effect on them which is an interesting thing i, I found out how great that person could be without the drink then well if they're a functioning alcoholic and they're like drinking and and like they seemingly have no effect on their life imagine how great they could be without that drink then because it's it's a depressant it's slowing down all your motor skills it's making making your thoughts slower you can't make good as good connections you know between your your synapses so you're just like you're you're a lesser version of yourself and it's like imagine what you could accomplish if you if you just put down the drink well that's a profound thought i think you're i think that's true for most most of us i know it would be for me that's for sure but i i don't know if like for certain people for certain rare types i think it actually does the opposite it enhances their ability to like formulate and focus well even and, if they're 24 seven drinking yeah because okay for, i'll give you an ex one thing that kind of blew my mind that i had i hadn't really considered at all was that some people just don't get drunk in the sense like in the in the common sense of what we consider drunk like you mm. know you lose your inhibitions you become stupid or angry or, or silly that kind of thing right some people i and again who function well on alcohol they they just it becomes like a smoking addiction, right? It's just they have to have that nicotine. So it's like a buzz. Just like, just just enough to where you turn your head, it takes a slight lag to the world. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't know what it's like to have a, a, a low like uh, effect, but a high tolerance. 
And some people have okay. that. They have that yeah. ability. They, you know, where they can, there really is nothing different for them. Like you said, maybe they're a little slower, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, they just need it. And what's when, when alcoholism is really bad, you can die if you don't drink alcohol. I thought that was, yeah. that is terrifying to it, think it, of. It becomes a, what do they call that kind of substance when you are dependent? Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to, you have to drink. I, in fact, uh, a story I, I watched some years ago now. Uh, was of a, an alcoholic man, a poor, a poor dude in uh, in England. England kept coming up because apparently there's a lot of alcohol problems in in in, in Europe, in the UK especially. Yeah, and, and that kind of makes Australia sense. Australia too. Culture. I, I saw a lot about Australia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget. Oh, I can't remember. It was it was some weird like Eastern European country that had like the most drinks per capita, but. Yeah, it was like whenever I would search up like on YouTube, like anything about drinking, it was always like England and Australia. Like those were the two big ones that I would get. Maybe that's because I'm an English speaking person on YouTube. Well, that that is, I think, a part of it. Because, you know, we mentioned UK and Australia and America, and those are all Western societies mm-hmm. that were that were essentially established by England. Right. That's that's the mother country yeah. in, in a sense. Right? Yeah. And there are other parts of the world that are like that, for example, India and in certain other island groups and countries. But another reason I, I used my VPN browser is I wanted to see what what is triple A or what is the drinking culture like, say, in Japan or yeah. in China. I couldn't find anything. Well, they're in Japan. China. Um, it's a lot of business actually happens in the the after hours. And there's a lot of drinking. Uh, the culture of drinking is huge in japan like yes. especially for like so sake there's rules you never pour your own drink you always someone else pours it for you um i forget like you you, you wait as well until everyone has a drink to drink yourself there's a lot of courtesy yeah involved. yeah it's a lot of politeness right which i dig I and think then there's stuff. a lot of like rituals too that like you know like um there's like salutes as well and there's different things to like you know there's a lot of cultural like um stipulations to drinking yeah and it's funny the way you put it uh was the way i understood it as well is that like work doesn't really end when you go to no when you go out drinking in japan with your coworkers. like that's part like they consider that part of the work culture the work environment it's still going on i don't think you could succeed as a business person in japan without being part of the drinking culture yeah imagine that how difficult that would be for someone like yourself who just doesn't want to drink yeah you just fake it you just pretend that's what i would do it's like i'd still go out i don't need to drink i mean i can still like i can i can like have like you know i could have one and then just kind of like let it sit there you know do they have you think i didn't look it up but i wonder if they have like those fake beers or if they have like fake sake you know like a, a near beers for like or a near sake kind of thing is that what it's called i never near been, beers that's yeah. what uh yeah those zero percent alcohol yeah yeah like uh, heineken has one i tried one and uh i hate heineken in fact it was the heineken I one i tried I heineken. and I, it's funny because it was just as it was just as nasty as regular heineken really I, so it captured the essence that's of it funny perfectly. because like in my head i had I had like this idea that like this the near beer of heineken would be like way better like it would be like a soda <laughs> no in fact i wish they did they probably should do that they should just make it its own like unique drink rather than just to be 
like to fit in. And then, yeah. so I, that's another thing I discovered was that, you know, of course we were, I was talking about classifications. There's different types of drinkers. And I think that's obvious, even without a scientific degree, anyone who's been out partying can, can sort of categorize the different types of, let's say drunks, because I mean, that's, that is what you're getting. When yeah. You, you get your violent drunks, you got your funny drunks and then yeah. you got some people who just kind of get the buzz and they stop there. Some people that, black out and go as far as that you know so i've i've been all of them one i realized that the only drunk i haven't been uh on any kind of regular basis like i, I literally i think the only time i was a, a cope a coke drinker right like i drank to cope with whatever was going on in my life was really once and it was one of the few times in my life too that i blacked out from drinking that night and it's not a great story, so I'm not going to describe <laughs> it, but, you know, I was just, and for whatever reason, I don't even remember what I was upset about or what was going on in my life at the time, but I was at a bar I used to go to all the time in the city in Chicago, and at some point in in my drinking, I just decided to dive off the cliff. I just said, fuck it. Oh, yeah. And so then you I go all out. I went all out, and I went heavy. I went, I doubled down. I tripled down. Like, I just started shooting nonstop. I don't know how many bottles I finished. And then like, the bartender, she was really, you know, trying to stop me, but she knew me. We were friendly. I was oh. trying to date her. And then, you know, the, I started buying drinks for everybody in the place. So now I'm like, now people are buying me drinks. So I'm drinking on top of drinking. You know what I mean? It was, it went out of control. Like I poisoned myself. That I was going to say, sure. how colored your eyes turn? Did you get yellow in your, in your whites? I, I don't know, dude. I'll write all I, I blacked out several times and there's so much. I don't remember from in the that end of that one night. night in that blacked. one night. Yeah. I woke up on the bar and I started drinking again. <laughs> Gotcha's again. What is this? Like, yeah. I don't want to be here. Oh, drink. <laughs> it, it was a bad night. I mean, I, uh, I had to go to the emergency room and everything. Fuck. Like, yeah, I, really? Did you get pumped? Did you get your stomach pumped? I don't remember if I did or didn't. That's how bad it was. So, but I lived. I'm here. I'm glad. Thanks. I, <laughs> that's another weird thought. It's like just the, the the like trails of events that brought us to where we are today. It's like one little thing changed. Like if I didn't go to college here in Schaumburg, I wouldn't be working at Medieval Times. Oh, right. Like that's, that's so sort of like the And I wouldn't have met you. I would have yeah. met so many other people. And we want to have this podcast. Like that's crazy thought. It's it's a wild, it's a pretty wild thought. I've, I've had it myself several times. Like even, I remember even like the first time walking through the halls of Medieval Times, I had just started and I saw you and your girlfriend at the time. Mm. And I just remember thinking like, well, those two, those two seem pretty cool, but they're definitely like in their their own world. I bet I bet I would never get along with them. I ended up being <laughs> friends with both of you. So it's like kind of weird to me. Yeah, you know, right? yeah. But it, it, but like you said, it's exciting and like, or at least what you in, implied is exciting and interesting. Yeah, that, was, that was extremely lucky because she was from another country when mm -hmm. she was little, like they moved over here yeah. to the States. So it's like, all and all the different events that happen anyways has nothing to do with drinking but no it does i think because drinking brings people together and i've met i've met a lot of people what's interesting is when i thought about it too to uh this morning before we started talking was that i didn't i haven't really made the friends i've made drinking were people who work in the industry not really people i drink with you know what i mean does that make sense so like people the I meet you've made were in the industry. Yeah. So in other words, like bartenders and bar oh. owners, I'm 
I know better. I'm closer with fr- or friendlier with, let's right. say, right? As opposed to people that I would see like all the time going out for years. Like even now, like last night when mm-hmm. we were out, you know, a lot of people came up to me, said hello, hug yeah. and shake. But it's like, ah, you're just drunk. Like we only know each other when we're drinking. So it's like if I think I feel like and I know actually I know this for a fact. I've met sometimes those types of people, those drinking friends, let's mm-hmm. call them, while we were sober. And it was strange. Really? Yeah, we didn't get along. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Not every time, but, you know, it happened. Oh, it's so weird. You're literally another person when you drink, I guess. It's like it's like Some a different persona. Are. Yeah, and and I am. Which I totally understand. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a wholly different environment than, like, if you met each other at some, like, uh, some breakfast, you know, house. You know, if you woke up the next morning having to see each other. Like at well, a, I have been there many times. Yeah, so I know what that's <laughs> like. But, uh, yeah. Though you're for me, the my inhibitions melt away, and I don't really have many. When I say inhibitions, I just mean like my culturally acceptable persona, like who I am as a polite gentleman around strangers, right? But it's like when you go to a bar, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a a giant jumping house for adults. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, okay, get you know, take your shoes off and, and get in, like <laughs> just let go, you know. But some people are angry when they get drunk, which is unfortunate, which is mostly a male trait. But I have seen some angry female drinkers. Yeah. And angry female drinkers aren't necessarily violent, but they're they're really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're and they succeed as well, just as well as angry men, uh, male drinkers at like pushing people away. Oh, like for their, sure. Their yeah. character, like they just nobody wants to be around them, even the people that. that I love feel them. like it's it would be high, like more stigmatized against women than it would be for men. Well, to- most things. That's another interesting thing is that I feel that most most aspects of what is acceptable of the drinking culture, let's call it, only applies to men. It, it you know, women get the short end of the stick. I think when it comes to what's acceptable, like a drunk woman is much more is much less acceptable than a drunk guy. Yeah, like a drunk guy, like okay, from it's from a man's coming. point of view. Yeah. Well, from a man's point of view, let's say, like from my point of view as a man, like uh, a guy who drinks and brawls, like ah, he's just young, he's having fun, he's just doing <laughs> his thing. But if it's a woman, you're like, oh yeah, I don't, you know, it, skink. It, you can't, yeah, you skink. <laughs> and, and I can't, I hate to say that, but that is the the first thought. Right. Like that's for whatever reason. I don't know my 80 chauvinistic mind, but mm-hmm. it is like that. That that is uh, like a stigma, let's say. And there's stigmas that go the other way. Like we all live with stigmas. and, oh, and taboos. Sure. We can't yeah. escape cliches and stereotypes. Yeah, no, there, there's certain things men can't do because it's a, a womanly trait or it's, you know, or it's just unacceptable. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's unacceptable for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I was going to say, like, I have seen people's eyes yellowed before, like yeah. only once. And I was, I was in high school when that happened. He was just a Sicilian guy and his like whole skin just turned yellow in his eyes. I'm like, this guy's got like jaundice right now. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like, I don't know if I need to watch him or take him to the hospital because if I take him to the hospital, everyone's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was just like a party. Or yeah. Something. It's like a house party. So I'm like. I'll just watch and make sure he doesn't pass out and you know, he can stop drinking. It'll be okay. I'll, Cause I wasn't really drinking much then either. Um, I guess like the youngest, the youngest I drank was, you know, was my dad and I would have had like some sips of wine, you know, that he mm. was making things like that. And that would have been, I don't know, maybe 10, maybe, mm. maybe younger. I really don't know. But then like the, when I actually drank with friends would have been like 15 or 16, something like that. And even then, um, I didn't really 
It was it was pretty rough on my stomach, so I didn't. I only did it once in a while. You know, it's interesting. I I thought about that too. And in high school, I didn't drink at all. That was never a thing for my friend. My friends and I were were um, pyromaniacs and vandals in high school. <laughs> so we didn't steal anything. We just broke other people's shit or oh, burned okay, it. Okay, okay. And it was. I'm not proud of it now, of course. But you know, it's funny to tell the stories, right? So we never got. I mean. Part of my high school years, or most of them, I would say, were you know in the country. So there were there was your your t- you know your typical movie cliches of keggers in, in the cornfield and stuff like that. And we were never our for whatever reason, my friends and I just never you know we never went to those things. Not really, maybe once, but it wasn't our thing. So I didn't get into drinking or or that style of partying until I was a you know in my early like early twenties, like literally twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I started to work downtown and you know down i mean when you live downtown and you start partying downtown that's like getting on a roller coaster once you're on you know you just you sort of ride it and yeah, even, it was cheap too back then man and we're talking early 2000s so it was so cheap back then you know oh yeah to get around even then too oh dude yeah. i used to go out like i told you i went out four days a week right uh, a whole night of taxis and you know, like a couple rides, so like say two, three taxi rides plus the tips was like twelve bucks. I didn't even own a car. Why would I? It was way more expensive. Yeah, I used to have a a monthly pass on the, on the CTA, the train, right, the subway. Mm-hmm. It was under. It was like forty. I think after a while, it was like thirty seven dollars a month, and I could ride any train or bus as many times as I wanted. You know, now I'm sure it's like you know triple that if at least. So it was so cheap to get around back then, and uh, dude, I had I had a, my own studio apartment uh, with a gigantic bay window, or you know, like a giant window, right? Like a nine foot window facing Lake Michigan with wow. nothing interrupting. Just the there was one street before the beach in front of my apartment, and I was making eleven dollars an hour, and I had my <laughs> own my own apartment, and I was partying on eleven dollars an hour. That is that is honestly God truth. Who, so. who's president then yeah let's <laughs> let's get them back in office let's go let's go back to that i would like my gas to go from 441 or whatever it is or no it's 50 it's 450 something now it's 49 around here there's a, there's a couple of places yeah, yeah because yeah. of the, the competition oh yeah. man I guess it's worth talking about gas prices at least a little bit because that affects everything, including the price of alcohol. Well, yeah, well, it's the price of oil, right? That controls everything else because plastics are made with oil. Yeah. All your transportation, so you got to get your things, you know. Everything is determined, I feel like, is is yeah. determined by the price of oil. I mean, what else is controlling it no, besides, like, yeah, you know, I mean, artificial it's inflation? Oh, no, I was talking about... Um, uh, what well, we were drinking when we were young, like when we when we first like kind of got into it. So you you partied a bit in oh high school. Oh my gosh! So the first thing I ever like drank to get drunk was was vodka. Yeah. No mixer, just fucking uh, plastic bottles, man knobs or some shit, shit like that. Oh. Like it was horrendous. Mm. Oh, another time in high school Cringy we had we had we it. had a glass bottle of wine, but no one had a wine opener. So like for like the corkscrew, no yeah. one had one. So what we did is we just got a steak knife and just kind of like busted into it and like broke the glass open and like just kind of <laughs> drank out like this broken bottle. It's it was very piratey. Yeah, it was very ghetto is what yeah, it was. Yeah. This is at this is at my friend's house whose parents got a divorce. 
And then they both left the house to him, and he was just living at the house alone. So it was like the best. That's situation. kind of cool, but also like really dangerous. Really, uh, uh, irresponsible. Yeah, it's yeah, really irresponsible. It was, yeah. it was the dumbest thing. Um, but it was great. It was it was so good. It was like one of my best friends too at the time. And oh it was, wow! Yeah. So I just we just chilled like every day, and we came like this giant party house. It was really Man, cool. I thought, yeah, I thought having your own car in high school make you popular. Having your own house would really yeah, make you popular. It was so good because like and it was awesome because we were like the I don't know what you like the outcast right like mm. we weren't really part of the popular like gang or whatever. Mm. So like all these like random like hodgepodge weird like groups of people would like gather at his house it was it was pretty fun we had people that were like from like belvedere which was like two hours like not two hours it was like an hour away from us they had moved to our small town polo and they would hang out with us and like and they were like one of these wannabe like latin kings and stuff (laughs) all you want to be gangbangers yeah but they were just like they were just saying like yeah i'm a latin king this other guy's like his name was we called him goofy and and he's like yeah i'm a vice lord and they would like fight all the time oh man (laughs) this one time my friend got so drunk that he pissed into a bottle right like just like while he was laying on the ground and then the next day or some other time he had, had it emptied out and i'm like that's the piss bottle don't touch it he, he picks it up he touches it and throws it at me like this motherfucker so i literally grab him and i hit like throw him into the wall i'm like fuck i just broke my friend's wall <laughs> so i'm like i'm sorry terry like i gotta fix this shit and so, like, I fixed his wall for him and everything. <laughs> this guy never messed with me again, though. Took out, the, took out the outline of a person on it. Yeah, it was like this, like, like half of a body just, like, went through the side of it. Went right in between the studs. It was, like, perfect. You know, a lot of good lines are drawn while drinking. I will say that, too. There's plenty of good reasons, like, to... Uh, not reasons, but... Uh, stories like that where like it's i i don't know because i'm only i've only ever been a man is to like you know between guys is figuring that shit out you figure out a lot when you're drinking i don't know why that's just like a a cultural thing i think at least it has been for me you like like what like bargain struck and kind of like what do you what do you mean by like lines defined when your friend so I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay, here's a good example. So I had a friend that I knew for for years, but we never went out like drinking or partying because he always had. There's always something like he was too far away, or work, or he had a serious girlfriend that you know she didn't want him going out to bars because she's you know you know jealous. And she had good reason to. The guy was mm. you know he's a wanderer, and and he was a liar and he was dishonest. So <laughs> probably not a great friend, but we were friends. Um, but I'd never really been drinking with him. I'd never seen him like get really drunk and like house, you know, like gatherings at his house or at my place, you know, that wasn't the same. So we go out and we go to like a, a nightclub that I used to go to downtown and a lot of people knew me there. So, you know, I felt safe, like getting drunk or just mm-hmm. having a good time, getting wild. And he got, he got so drunk that it, 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 it made me, it reminded me of how I, how I get, if I get too drunk. So it sobered me up to watch him like, you know, get too rowdy yeah. and just get, you know, like he would touch people, but it would be too strong or he would kind of like push people and he didn't realize that he was like, you know, that he, you know, <laughs> how aggressive he was. Being. Yeah. It was, he was turning into like a bull in like a porcelain shop. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So like that, it was becoming that. And, and I've been there. So I was like, that's what sobered me up. I was like, Ooh, Ooh, I've, that, that's me, you know? So I tried to like calm him down and 
I guess you could say this is one of those moments where I learned that you actually want to talk more than and touch less when it comes to like calming a guy down when he's like sort of raging when he's like really mm. drinking hard. Yeah. And I have another friend who that really paid off with as well, but I learned it before <laughs> I met him and, uh, and I didn't know that at the time or I didn't have that wisdom. So I, I, you know, I grabbed him and then he didn't, he tried to get away from me. So I grabbed him harder. Well, yeah. now I've restrained him. Yeah. So now he's like in fight mode, right? He's like, you know, now he's, it doesn't matter who I am. It sounds like a horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are horses, dude. And, uh, so yeah, so I, I, so he came back at me and, the story doesn't end interestingly. Like we didn't fight or, or nothing really bad happened, but it was a, a learning experience, right? And I didn't know that he could get that way, but it was it was a wake up call to me too, because one, like I said, I knew that I had been that way or worse, and two, it it gave me it gave me a new set of eyes to use on recognizing what's going on around me. You know what I mean? Because when you're young, especially when you're young, you have uh, is like Sam Harris said, you 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 live life tacitly presuming that you're immortal. Right. You don't really think about anything. You just kind of just throw yourself out there. At least I did or, or do in in terms of experience. Right. Mm-hmm. You just you just whatever whatever happens next in life. It's an uncontrolled event. You're just going to live it. You're going to enjoy it. Whatever. Right. Um, without the wisdom of, say, like a, a guru's mindset, you know, like an adult, a more adult look at life. And that 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 gave me those eyes. That's where that kind of was born. Like, you know, and then and, and the most sobering for me, though, was uh, losing a friend to drunk driving. Uh, thankfully, uh-huh. I wasn't directly involved. It, it changed the way like I always make sure now and I have since if I go out with friends and we're going to be drinking or partying, if if it, if I know it's going to be bad, like people are it's going to go heavy. Right. And I make sure that to offer myself as a designated driver yeah. before it goes too far, because that's what happened with this one friend. And they fought me, they fought me, they fought me, and I knew they shouldn't drive. And no one else was really like trying to stop them, right? And I was like the only one, and I still couldn't. And then they drove and they killed themselves. So, yeah, so it's like after something like that happens too, then you just like, you know, and it, it affected me pretty like it, it, it permanently changed the way I like do things. Yeah, you know? it's like, no. It's a hard line. I'm driving. If you're not if you're not safe, I'm I'm gonna be safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'll I'll take a few swings from you to get you in my car if I have to. And I've done that. I've had to shove both men and women into my in my car. <laughs> you know. So it's yeah. It it's it's a one thing about drinking is that it really is just inherently wild. And I think that's what attracts well, me to that's it. That's something that like puts me on edge about it though like when mm. i'm out with people and they're drinking it's like like a group of girls that are drinking for some reason i'm okay with that but like when a group of guys are like drunk it's like what the fuck are you about to do like yeah you, are you gonna fuck some shit up because i'm down like like yeah. I'll, I'll fight back like well that's like, another thing too is like that vibe because you're sober and defensive yeah you you because <laughs> well, it's you can't predict them you're a right? bumper though you're a bumper in a in, in a in a pinball table you know what i mean like that's that's the analogy i would make and it's not your fault per se but you that's, are that's out not, of the element you know what i mean that's in, not in much way. of an analogy that's almost factual yeah, because like i literally will put my forearm <laughs> up because people are like running around bumping into me and shit yeah, and i just like yeah. put my forearm I'm like don't fucking run into me like get yeah. the fuck back yeah Cause I, in case you didn't know, I have a thing with personal space. Yeah, just like, a it's, little it's bit. Called, it's called the kissing or killing range. And if you're that close, uh, one of those shoes are gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna fight or you're, we're gonna make out. Yeah. <laughs> and usually you're not making out. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm not gonna make out with you. So yeah. Better back up. That's kind of funny. I'd like to see you at a wedding. 
like late at night at a wedding. You just see me sitting at the table. Just that's, that's sober while everybody's just fucking sloshing around. Oh, you'll see me then at Mike's that wedding. That's when. Uh, Do you think things will get out of hand there? I don't think they will. No. 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 I don't know. Our Ma- friend group. Unless his family is very different from, from him in terms of how they party. Because he's a very chill. Well, like, that you know. and then also his his wife's, uh, they're Italian. So who knows? Yeah, I could, yeah, dude. I that was something I a, found interesting yeah. when I was looking up uh, drinking. Was that Italians? They drink a lot, and it's almost too a, a problem, I guess. But like, uh, with who isn't? Their numbers are skewed because they no one admits that they're drunk. Like you can't. It's like it's like a a point against you if you admit that you're drunk. But it's okay to be drunk. Just you can't admit it, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's like a sign that you can't handle your alcohol. If you're, if you get drunk, well, that, I mean, even in my family, there's a few, let's call them famous drunks. Uh, they're either with us or not with us. And, and if, if they're still with us, they've, they're too old for it to be a problem anymore. But there was, there was a similar stigma. It, you know, the, let's say the men in the family, like this person, some like one person, one relative's like brothers, right? They didn't really. They didn't do anything in front of the family, at least, to show that they were trying to slow him down or, or, or pull him back, even though they were the only ones that had the power to really do that. You know what I mean? Because there was no father or he was too old or whatever. But the women would try and, who's, you know, it's a Slavic family. He's going to listen to the women. Other, other, <laughs> uh, 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 other than when I feel they're like swinging. I, I feel like I would listen to a Slavic woman. Yeah. They, they you should. Some, they got some should. strong voices, man. Like <laughs> They got some strong arms, too, dude, man. Even your mom. If your mom said some shit to me, I'd be like, all right, ma'am. Like, yeah. yes, I'll sit here quietly. I'm sorry. Please. I, I wish I had at least 10% more of the fighter fighting spirit that my mother has. Because she is... Like, my dad is the philosopher. That's where I get my, like, philosophy from, you know? And, like, my my steadfastness comes from him. Mm. But my whatever parts of me that are extroverted and and, kind of... Yeah, yeah, your mom is very outgoing. It's from her, yeah. yeah. And I'm... So I'm I'm a mix, but I really do wish I had more of her fighting spirit, you know? Just because she doesn't back down to anyone. You're, you're man. a pretty strong person too. You're Thanks, yourself, but, but you, yeah, you, you you fight a lot. You fight, you fight every uh, day. Yeah, it's true. But I I personally, I just wish you know. Yeah, I know, you know what you mean. Because she she, I'm so impressed with her mm-hmm. her ability. Like I said, she doesn't back down to anyone. It doesn't matter who they are. You know. Yeah, and that's impressive to me. But I mean, you can relate. I'm sure you've got you know traits from your mom, or your dad that you you admire about yourself, or yeah, wish you had for more sure. Of. I would say like from my dad is everything I learned about how to be a man and how to like treat people mm-hmm. um, as a man. And then my mom taught me how to be nice mm-hmm. and how to how to be kind and gentle and all these other like um, you know what can be considered feminine traits. But I think are very va- valuable as a man to be able to. Well, that's you know it. Just to touch on that, I guess for a moment. Uh, it's interesting to me that most people don't seem to realize or at least don't calculate the fact that uh, masculinity and femininity exist in every human being. That mm-hmm. isn't, they aren't necessarily men only or female only traits. It's just right. that men have more, are more masculine and women are more feminine. 
that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you say like a a leader is too masculine, it's like, well, it doesn't matter that he's a man. If 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 that is the level of masculinity needed to be that leader, then it, if it was a woman, she would be as masculine. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're just yeah. they're just useful traits. Yeah. Like a woman could still be a sergeant. Yeah. In the military. Uh, yeah. That's what that. But that's lost. I feel like in our Western culture, in terms of like politics and movies. But anyway, that's why I drink. <laughs> to pontificate and philosophize. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. No, I uh, so so studying for this podcast. I was mm. thinking about there's a lot of like self introspection, which I guess is double positive, but whatever. <laughs> about why I do drink, and I'm definitely like the party drinker. I'm the uh, what do they call that? The enhancement drinker, I guess, is one way of looking at it. Okay, because that's what I that I'm just looking to take the what's already true about me mm. and just enhance it, just let it go a little further, you know. And that's why I and I like what I like about getting drunk, I suppose. Um, and 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 getting drunk has its levels. You don't. It's not just you know sober and stupid, right? You know, right? There's tears. But what I like about it is that. It, it allows me to be as social as I want to be or wish I could be or had the energy to be on a regular basis, but isn't logical to, to assume is true, right? So going out and partying is more like just that it's a pocket. It's an event. It's an yeah. instance. I don't it, think I've ever been drunk at a bar, um, especially in, in, around new people. Maybe that's also because I never felt safe to do that either. I never felt like I could let my guard down mm. enough to to get drunk at a bar. Well, that's very much your character. You um you are very uh, you like control. You don't like losing control of yeah. yourself, especially nah. mm-hmm. especially for that long. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could do an hour. I could let go for an hour, maybe you know. Mm. But like anything past that, I'm like, nope. I want it back. I want this feeling to stop. We're done. Yeah. We're can we can't get off the train, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you get drunk, there's nothing you can do. There's no way to just sober up. You just gotta wait for your body to process it. Because I, I don't know. People say you can get like in that insta sober, like if something adrenaline hits and things like that. I think that maybe you become hyper focused because that's just what adrenaline does. But I don't think you become sober. You can't just you know mm. all of a sudden be able to walk a straight line if you weren't able to before. Probably not. I would agree. Mm. Yeah. Although, you know, you made me think you made me think of a question to ask you. When you go out with friends and you're not drinking, but they are, are you enjoying yourself or are you just waiting for it? I just don't like the bar scene anyways. So are you just waiting for it to end, like to to leave or? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. That that makes me sad, but I wanted to know. But I like spending time with my friends, right? Right. So if I'm going to be hanging out with my friends, it's fine. It's good. If Mm -hmm. I'm with my girlfriend or whatever, if I have one at the time, it's like, you know, okay, I'm doing something. she likes to go out to bars or whatever. You know, it's like, it's okay. I. I'm doing this because there's a, there's another, there's something in it for me. Mm. It's not like it's, even if it is mostly to make this other person happy, it's like, I'm still going to have this bonding connection regardless. Like Mm. it's going to happen. But like last night I was, I was like, it was, it was like 1120. Oh no, it was 1116. And then four minutes later it was 1120. I was like, how was it only four minutes? It was literally felt like I was in a sauna just counting down. Like, like, all right, just like, Forget about time for a moment. Let it happen. And I was like, God damn it. It was only four minutes. Like, oh, man. Is it? Like, fuck. I was like, all right. Well, we're stuck here for another half hour. That's okay. We're almost done. <laughs> we're almost done. Interesting. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's I just, uh, the, the, the problem with the bar is that it's just, 
even if I was drunk, I wouldn't like it because it's just loud. And it's obnoxious. There's mm-hmm. there's all these unpredictable elements about it. And it's, it's I mean, it is dangerous. It is yeah. a dangerous environment. I, I think that's part of the reason I like it is that, that element of danger. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, and I'm not looking for danger. That's the weird yeah. thing. Like, I don't want to get into a bar fight. Every time I've been in one, with the exception of like once, one or two, it wasn't my fault. I didn't start anything. You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. I was either like a, like a tertiary like element or I was just, you know, defending someone or I don't know. There's all a bunch of reasons, but I'm not looking for that. Like I have friends that are, you know, that's their favorite thing is to literally drink and brawl, you know, or at least that was when we were younger, yeah. but but even that, that was just selfishly. I have to admit, I think that's just. I looked at it as entertainment. Like I wanted to watch them fight. I didn't want to be involved because yeah. who wants to get in a fight? I, not me, at least. But they did. They liked to. They liked to fight. Yeah, they say in a fight there are no winners, right? There isn't. No, everybody gets hurt. That's why, you know, one of my threats used to be like, "All right, man, we're both going to the hospital tonight." because <laughs> that's how it's gonna be like i'm not looking to win i'm just gonna make you bleed as much as me like yeah I, i'm not i'm not a kung fu artist you know what i mean like i, I will fight dirty no, I, I like that though <laughs> i'm gonna make you bleed just as much as me i like that that's it that's there's we're both gonna lose that's my mentality with if that you shit. say that to someone that would like that would really strike the fear into them because they're like he doesn't care he doesn't care what happens to him yeah he will go all out at, at, at whatever cost that's you what know, there, there's nothing that will will hamper him. If I if I pluck out his eyes, he's taking both my eyes out. You know. That's why you shouldn't fight ugly people. Because <laughs> they got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well then, no one's gonna fight me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. So you're not ugly, Zach. No, I, I think I'm I'm average enough. <laughs> I think you're scary, but that's a that's a good thing. I, think I I like it. I wish I had your level of scariness. I have some scariness, and that's I like that. But because it saves you, it just saves you so much trouble. Yeah, people it just saves people you a lot don't of really trouble. Fuck with you. Yeah, that's such a good thing. You know, that's one thing. Like, I had a friend who was uh, he was much shorter. He was like he was pretty short. He was like five four five five for a guy. That's pretty short. Yeah, and um. And he was also um, scrawny, mm. right? But he was really funny. He was a very lovable dude. That's why he had a lot of friends. A lot of people liked him. Yeah. But anytime he, so every now and then, somebody would fuck with him at a bar, you know. And if we weren't around, like if he was there alone or with his girlfriend or he was talking to some chick, like he was an easy target. Oh yeah, especially if he was alone. Like he used to tell these stories where he's like, he's like, I can't talk. I can't go to a bar and talk to a woman. Uh, he's like, I he can. He would do it. But every mm. time he did, it was just like. It was like an invitation for some bigger guy to like come over and fuck with him and interrupt what was going on. And even if he, you know, when you when a guy does that, like when some douchebag at a bar goes up to like interrupt a, a woman, you know, two strangers, a man and a woman talking yeah. and hitting it off, he's just ruining that. It's all he's doing. He, yeah. It's not like he takes the place of that guy and then she's just interested in him now. Yeah, like, right. It's not a cartoon like that. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> so all that happens is either like, well, for sure it's ruined. The experience is ruined, right? And 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 sometimes it escalates to something violent. But with my friend, um, let's call him Michael. He couldn't do that, and that's and that's not his name. But yeah. let's say Michael couldn't do that because he was just a little guy, and he and he didn't have. He wasn't like our friend Kevin. He wasn't gruff. He couldn't like hold his own. You know yeah. what I mean? He wasn't that type. So he's basically. You know what he was like? He was like a cool Jesse. Or that sounds rude, but he, you know what I mean? Like he was. Uh, he was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was really rude. But just think of him. 
but like much more likable. I guess okay, that's okay. unfortunate to say, but I'll just say it. Charismatic. Yeah, he was very charismatic. And that's why it didn't happen. He wasn't picked on often, but I always felt bad from that way. So that so when we went out with him, for example, I was very defensive. Like I I never said anything to him that way, but I always kind of gave off that vibe. Like, don't worry, I'm with you. No one's gonna fuck with you. Yeah. You know, or they gotta fuck with me first. Right. You know? Security and numbers kind of thing. Yeah. Or just like, you know, kind of bodyguarding yeah. kind of thing. You know? Actually that's really the only time You know, that's another thing though about like uh bars and trying to pick up women and stuff. It's like I'm I hate social uh, competition. Like I don't, I don't thrive in it. Is all I mean. Mm. Like, I'm not good at it. Like I don't understand the rules of a social competition. Like how to, how to best someone else. How to become the most attractive mate in the room. Like I, I like that is something that does not compute in my mind. And it's like I can't just like cold start a conversation. Like I suck at it. Like it's so well, that's bad. why flirting is so important. And I, I, I feel like when it comes to people, when they're out drinking and they're flirting, look, everything is a skill and flirting is no different. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a professional flirter, but I do practice this <laughs> shit. Okay. Professional flirt. Here's the card. Flirtastic. Flirtastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, uh, I will say this at least. People want to, especially when people are out in social engagements and they're trying to have fun, they don't, you don't, no one really wants to have some drawl conversation, right? If you're at a dance club and there's women, you know, like, okay, I'll give an example. I used to go salsa dancing all the time, every week, right? Up at uh, the drink in, mm. uh, in, uh, Schaumburg. Schaumburg. Yeah. yeah. And I would go Wednesdays for lessons because they were free. And to dance okay. with other like actual dancers to learn pick up moves and things like that. Because right. it's actually really simple. You just you just repeat moves and you, you keep your energy level high, like mm-hmm. riding a horse. You're just doing the same thing over and over and keeping the energy up. And then every now and then you throw in something new just to splash in some interest, you know, some excitement. Okay. So I that I got compliments for being a dancer, but I, that's all I was doing. I mean, it was as simple as it could fucking be, right? Plus, you want to, you're going to be drinking, so you want something you can do drunk without because you know how I look when I dance without form drunk. So. I would go for lessons and then let's say Saturday night, I'd go out drinking again for, you know, because it'd be a Saturday night. There's a lot of women there, right? Mm. There'd be women lined all around the dance floor, just literally waiting for some guy to come in, up and ask in the dance. So when I would see a guy like every now and then some dude would come up, you know, and you could just see the way some dudes walk, like just the shoulders are in. So already you look meek and you're, you're yeah. hugging your drink close to your chest because you, you've got no confidence in what you're about to do. And you come up to a woman who's, she's dressed up. She's got makeup on. Like she's, she, she's trying to look her best. Mm-hmm. And you come up to her like that, dude, she already sniped you. You know what I mean? She yeah. killed you before you got to her. So think about that, right? Think about that before you make your move. That's how I look at these things. It's like, mm. I'm not like, if I'm not really going to try, then don't try at all. So that's what was great about dancing was that I just picked. I mean, I had my pick of the litter, man. I mean, I could just because it's just like I just I just feel like, you know, even if, even if I didn't have to be physical and actually touch them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like a shoulder rubber, like, hey, how are you doing? Or I just like, you know, they saw me coming and I would. That's my favorite move, actually. So like if I'm coming at you strong like a woman and she looks my way and she doesn't look away right away, like she locks on my eyes. Mm-hmm. So her eyes will be like. Not dead, but she's checking. She's she's assessing me. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. And then I give. I just give the biggest smile and just the shoulder back real quick. Yeah. And then if she smiles back, dude, it's, 
I'm here I come. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Then it's like boom, let's dance. And that, then that's your go flag. Yeah, that's yeah, you gotta read things. That yeah. that's what flirting is. People think flirting is like a pickup line. It's not, dude. No. Flirting is is communication without words. That's what flirting is, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you need to do. You need to like like read read a person. You gotta learn how to do that. And everybody knows how to do that. I just think you gotta teach yourself to pay attention to it. Is yeah, thing. I just need to spend a summer in like a Latin country. <laughs> just, just learn from the masters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They say they're like the the most sexually aggressive culture, not in a negative way, but like mm-hmm. in a, like, you know, aggressive as in like uh going after it. Right. You know, like right. This, this is just what we do, you know. Well, that's another thing too. You a know? lot even in this day and age, I still believe women want men to approach them. They oh, just, yeah, they just no, do. girls don't approach guys. Yeah. And if they, the ones that do aren't necessarily out for anything. They're just trying to say hello because they well, just Well, that's another that you, thing too. Yeah. yeah. Don't be, don't be pretentious, right? Don't presume that you're going to get something out of this because that, that you, you, you don't necessarily invoke that, but you expose that. Mm. Yeah, you in your body thirsty. language. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, don't be hungry. You are hungry, but that, <laughs> don't. They, they can't know you're out of water. <laughs> the water hole's full, ladies. Yeah, right. I'm good. Yeah. No, well, how I, you doing? <laughs> there's something. So this is gonna sound funny, but because I even did it last night. But whenever I go out, almost every time I go out, I I look myself in the mirror. Or I talk to myself, right? And what do I say? I say, um, we're not getting late tonight. <laughs> and uh, we're not going to see anybody that we want to talk to or like. Yeah. And maybe we'll have, you know, maybe we'll meet some cool people. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. I just kill, I kill the, the bear. I yeah. kill the monster. I say, look, man, it's not happening. So go back in your cage. Yeah. Because if it does happen, then I can let him out. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding time. Feed. <laughs> All right. So that we got a little off topic there, but it goes. Well, I mean, I I feel like that sex was a, and that, life goes hand in hand and, with celebrating and drinking. Yeah. And I, you know, I in my family, we come from. I want to say you mentioned like Italians being a drinking culture, but really, almost every culture is a drinking culture. Yeah, it really is. Um, I can't think of a culture, at least in its history, that doesn't have alcohol as a part of it. Because, like we were saying, it's like even from like the BC era, you know, like we've been drinking forever, and it's just it's celebratory. It's 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 for remorse as well. Like at funerals, it's at everything. You mm-hmm. know, it's a part of our daily life which is a weird thing to be like an abstinent of it it's like you feel like almost ostracized from the community when you don't partake especially when you're younger like people will be like come on man you can have one more drink like oh it's you know all oh, the peer pressure I, yeah, thing. yeah it's like well that, it's like, that definitely dude, helped make me an alcoholic yeah it's honest, like, I don't, without a doubt and then they make you feel bad about it too it's like it's just one drink you can do it it's like nah i don't want it though <laughs> it's yeah like, it's like it's like fun. my coping mechanism for that. So the whole peer pressure thing, like, oh, I'll just do one more, just do one more thing. My my initial way to cope with that was to like, okay, I'll do one more, but you got to do one more. Like it had to be matched, right? right? Because then if they're aggressive nature, oh, well, like, these were always people that were ahead of me in the drinking already, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So that yeah. So I guess I had it a little easier if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. It's in terms of dealing with the stress of that, the peer pressure. But, you I mean, you also have to, like we were just talking about earlier, how you don't really, you're not really having a good time. I mean, you're enjoying your friend's company and they're enjoying yours. You're not really having a good time personally, like in, a, in any selfish way. So you, 
I would say that you you probably put that vibe out. You know what I mean? I like know it, I do. It's noticeable Cause, probably. Because I'm horrible at, at, at faking uh, my expressions on my face and my body language. It mm. is so difficult for me to do. Like I can put a smile on, but it's gonna you're gonna know it's fake. Like, yeah. You're you're gonna see it. I can't put a good smile that's real on. It's mostly because I don't get the the crow's feet when you smile. Mm. If I don't if I'm faking it, you'll see it in my eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, your eyes eyes become very bald when people are like, fuck you. you know? <laughs> so like I'm yeah. I'm trying to Im- imitate. And I really that. try <laughs> I really try not to cross my arms when I'm at a bar too. If I'm it's very to be standoffish. Yeah, because, I like, do it even when I'm there. I, I, yeah. yeah, I try and keep my my hands like apart, not necessarily not touching, but not collapsed into each other. Right. I try not to do the arm hug and all these other like. Social I think that's keys. why I like to kind of groove or like constantly move when I'm at a bar, like almost like I'm dancing to my own. Well, song. that's another thing is like I can't dance because I don't like it. Well, and then it looks fake and weird and awkward because I already don't enjoy you it. You can dance, you just don't want to. Every human can dance. We're monkeys. Right, but that's what I mean. It's like it looks <laughs> weird when I dance because I already don't want to dance. Like it's already something I don't enjoy doing. So like when I try to dance, it just looks weird and off off because it's like I'm faking it. So I got a you tip. You can see it. And I don't you don't you don't have to agree, of course. Okay. But I got a tip for tall guys dancing. Tall, so, <laughs> tall guys dancing. Yes, I like this. this. Tall, if you're a tall guy, pay attention because I think this can help you, especially if you don't like to dance. Um, because participation is what what other friends and women really care about anyway. You don't you don't have to be a good dancer. No one cares about that. It's just participation that people care about. You know, like you said being in with the, with the in crowd. So here's my tip for tall dancers. So I used to have a friend Brian, and we went to some social gatherings, and he was, I'd say, similar to you in 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 character in terms of not wanting to be at like social engagements, especially where there was drinking and whatnot, but he would drink and he didn't like to dance because most guys don't. But I noticed that especially tall guys don't like to dance. And here's why. Because when tall guys move their arms, when they bend their elbows, they look very gangly. It's just unavoidable. I don't care how <laughs> I thick look like your muscles a no- are. I look like a noodle. Yeah. I mean, like if you like the shorter you are, the cooler it looks when you like snap your fingers and, and bob your elbows up and down. Right. Okay. So your shoulders roll right kind of back and forth like what okay. I'm doing right now. So that looks okay when you're shorter. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because I'm like six one ish. Yeah. But if I was taller, I definitely wouldn't dance that way. Right. So here's what tall guys need to do. Tall guys need to just drop their arms, bob their chin and twist their and twist their shoulders and just do that stuff. Just go with the go with follow the bass. Tall guys need to follow the bass of a song. OK. OK. And if it's too fast, just slow it down. Just find a groove. Start slow. Just move. Just sway, just back and forth, and don't don't slide your legs out far. Don't go John Travolta. Don't do Saturday Night <laughs> Fever with that shit because you will look weird. Unless you're cool with that, because you know, right? Because you could own it, right? If you're if you're having fun, yeah, and you're you look like you're having a good time, and right? You, and you look like you're enjoying it, and you if you put off that if you if you put off the right vibe, people are gonna be attracted to it. If if you're genuine, that's the word I'm looking for. That's yeah. As and long as it's genuine and it's coming from a, a a real place, people can see that. Absolutely, and I think that's why, like, to use myself as an example, I don't. I can make fun of myself all night because it's really genuine. I don't care if people are laughing at me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because usually, even if they are laughing at me, they're still like, "Hey, man, you're a lot of fun." Oh my god, you know? Like, I got so many <laughs> stories with that kind of shit. So. And I feed off of that. Like, I'm an attention whore. I know it. I, I just love positive attention. I yeah. can't help it. So. That's why I karaoke every night. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that is the main reason. I'm not trying to be the best singer or anything like that. I'm just, I just want 
adulation. I just, I just happen to be the best singer. <laughs> no, no. I've, there's much better singers other than me, but not many. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, though. <laughs> uh, so... All right, so final thoughts. I mean, is there anything else you want to say or if there was like a famous drunk story or anything that you thought you wanted to mention? I got too many. I, I don't want to get rolling now. We're, you know, maybe we should do an episode where it's just stories, but I, I can't start now. I got way too many. Yeah. I do miss my drunken adventures with one of my, my friends that I, I roomed with. We would We would get drunk on wine and we would wander the streets and... We found couches, we found tables, we would go on uh, roofs and just kind of stare off the into the abyss. It was great. And we got so much furniture, just free furniture during <laughs> like the summer springtime. It was the best. We come one time we it was like a couple miles we dragged a couch. Like we were like flipping it end over end and we were like carrying it. It was it was a long trek. It was a it was over a mile. It was at least two miles ahead of it. Then that that one was good. We got like a a really cool glass table, uh, like a glass tabletop, and then it had like this like rock bottom, like kind of like second shelf layer. So the drunkest of uh, adventures were were great. So it produced furniture, which is nice. Yeah, it, free furniture. Like <laughs> when you when you have none in your apartment because you're like <laughs> just turned twenty two. <laughs> you can man in the summertime in the city that you could you could just walk down. Just go down alley hopping, and you'll you'll see a lot. I bet, all, but I bet you'll you find can make a lot, a lot of, of money. I got Facebook market. Some people used to. That shit. That's people used to literally do that. I don't know if they still do, but they used to do, they used to do that for sure. Yeah. Like when eBay first was a thing, people did that. So all right, so I guess my final wisdom is of uh, how tall guys should dance. When yeah, they I like that. Dance. That's good advice. Yeah, just sway to the bass. Just kind of arms down, hips move, and bob the head. It's it's it's. Think of it this way: like the longer your appendages are, the less you want to flail or bend them because it just looks goofy on, dramatic. on a tall person. It's, it's too, too dramatic. dramatic. Yeah. yeah, it's a larger. If you want to get the mathematics of it, it's like your trajectory is longer travel time. You know, mm. it's too much space being affected. This bell curve is huge. Yeah, we gotta we gotta flatten the curve just like Corona. <laughs> but it's also introductory. So if you actually start to like dancing. Uh, right, you can you can you can build off it. You can build off it. Yeah. So we, I don't know how we so ended with dancing, one. but here we are, <laughs> drinking and dancing. Drinking it goes and hand dancing, hand in hand, man. Well, Zach, cheers, cheers. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to AudioPong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And and have have a metal metal life. life.